We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Matt Barrows of The Athletic. He's been covering the 49ers for, I'm going to say a long time, but not in a way to age Matt. Matt is a terrific young man who is carries a wealth of experience with him onto the 49ers beat. Like I said, he covers the team for the athletic and does a, a really, really excellent job. Some of his, some of his stories, story ideas are, are great. He got a chance last year to hang out in the locker room during halftime. He wrote a really terrific story about that. He does some really cool interviews with, with guys like Scott McLuhan to evaluate the draft class. He does these little deep dives with, with assistant coaches on, on certain players, just does a terrific job on the beat. And I'm really excited to chat with him here coming up. We obviously talk about the quarterback stuff. We talk about uh, Nick Bosa and his holdout. And then we get into some some other kind of peripheral storylines with, with the 53-man roster. We talk nickel. We talk wide receivers. Matt gives some of the big question marks on his 53-man roster. Super fun conversation we got coming up. But before we get to that, we got to tell you about our friends over at Lamb Chops, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. I'm wearing... The Lamb Chops Onyx sweat shorts right now, they are the most comfortable thing to lounge around the house in. But I like I have clothes that I lounge around the house in that I would never wear out in public. But all of my Lamb Chop stuff is comfortable enough that I can kick it at home. Regardless of the weather, I got shorts, I got joggers, I've got t-shirts, I've got hoodies. But then I also don't feel insane walking around in this stuff outside. In fact, I feel pretty damn stylish. And that's kind of what they're going for. You can check out their stuff at sglambchops.com. You can follow them on Twitter at sglambchops. The promo code at sglambchops.com is Candlestick20. Get 20% off your order right now. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand. They were founded in 2012, and their mission is to lead the herd with original and high-quality clothing. They do both of those things, I'm telling you. It is my very favorite stuff to wear. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. So head to sglambchops.com. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 and get 20% off your order today. Candlestick Chronicles is also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Hit cooperagebrewing.com right now. Like, as you're listening, unless you're driving, don't do that. That's irresponsible. But when you get a chance, go to cooperagebrewing.com, head up to the Order Now button in the top right corner, and if you're in the state of California and you're over the age of 21, they will ship beer to you one-day shipping. Order that Monday morning. You're getting it. 
Tuesday, and it's well packaged. Your cans aren't going to be all beat up and nasty. The beer's going to be cold. Throw it in the fridge for a little bit, and you got some ice cold beer ready to drink. Whether you want a stout, or whether you want an IPA or a hazy IPA, maybe you want a California Common, maybe you like something a little bit, a little bit lighter, maybe a little bit fruitier. They've got something for those tastes as well. So get over to Cooper'sBrewing.com right now. Order some good beer. And get it sent straight to your door if you're in the state of California. There's no better way to acquire beer. Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA, not out yet, but we will let you know when it is. In the meantime, try any of their other delicious beers. You will not be disappointed. Again, that's cooperagebrewing.com. All right, let's talk with Matt. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. has got him and a second back inside the 30 yard line Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13 yard loss quick pass caught by Kittle he dives and he's in touchdown 49ers alright the great Matt Barrows is in the building with a shirt on I'm not going to lie I was a little disappointed I could take it off if you'd like. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'll keep mine on. You keep yours on and we'll, and we'll keep this strictly to football this time. So uh, we were going to do this a day ago, but then the 49ers quarterback room, uh, I don't want to say blew up because it's all still very much intact, but we got some, some answers at least for now. Is this the outcome you expected that Sam Darnold is QB two and then Trey Lance's future is TBD? Yes, um, I expected it to be in this order that it's in right now, as we're talking, which is Purdy, Darnold, Lance. I didn't expect the announcement to come um, on Wednesday the way it did. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see um, the the logic in that. Um, you know, it, it would seem as if waiting until Pittsburgh would probably be the you know, and that's what Kyle Shanahan said he was going to do when he was asked about it on Tuesday. And then it was a uh, very uh, abrupt reversal uh, where on Wednesday morning he pulls Trey Lance inside and explains to him where everything is at. And I can only imagine that, you know, it, it, it was becoming obvious to everybody where it was and it was a way to just tell Lance, OK, um, this is the situation. I'm going to be honest with you. Instead of letting it linger another two and a half weeks, which is what mm-hmm. it would have been, um, but um, you know it, it it's risky because all of a sudden you obviously have alienated um, Trey Lance, who didn't show up at practice on Wednesday, and now it's a question of okay, it is he going to try to force a trade? I think I think the forty I think the forty niners you, you take them at their word when they say. Um, we prefer that he's here, mm-hmm. um, during the season because they want that QB depth. That's that was paramount for them this, uh, going into 2023. What, what you don't know right now is what, what is Trey Lance thinking? Um, mm-hmm. can you know, does, does he not want to be here anymore? Does he feel like he, um, has a better chance starting somewhere else, starting over somewhere else? He's mm-hmm. not going to start anywhere else. Um, and, and my thought is that he was obviously upset on Wednesday, um, that by, you know, Thursday and Friday, he's going to 
think more rationally and probably the rational outcome is that, you know what? Um, I could go to Minnesota, but I'm going to be the number three there. Mm-hmm. I might as well be the number three on a team where I've been studying the offense all season on a team that has had quarterback injuries in previous years. And I probably have a better shot at, um, you know, becoming a starter again for 2023 with the San Francisco 49ers. The question I cut, I keep coming back to is because you mentioned the Niners want this quarterback depth. And I think that's something John Lynch said on KNBR, like this is, that w- this was the goal. They needed four last year. So they brought in Sam Darnold to make sure they had three this year. And, and now Brandon Allen is, is the fourth, but I, I wonder if they want Trey Lance around in the event that like a conditional seventh is all they can get for him. But if a team calls and offers like a third round, a third round pick, I can't imagine the 49ers are like, no, we need this third string quarterback because I feel like they would jump at the opportunity to move him for a three. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, uh, I, I would even say fourth or maybe a fifth, but I, I just don't think that they're getting those offers right now. And and maybe that was part of the plan is that you do this now ahead of the 53-man deadline b- before rosters are settled um, to see if anything um, mm-hmm. comes of it. But you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, I, and I think that they are uh confident enough in brandon allen that he could be that number three this year now would they want four would they bring in somebody uh at some point probably for the practice squad they would do they would do that mm-hmm. if they if they pair down to let's just say that allen gets um gets cut and mm-hmm. he gets snapped up by the Bengals, and that's a legitimate scenario feels like it's I, I still think that the 49ers would love to have a fourth guy on the practice squad in case you get to that scenario where you're in the playoffs and um you know maybe it's even a rookie but by the end of the season he will have uh picked up enough where he'd be serviceable right that's that's kind of what i get is this is is the next couple of weeks here gonna be i guess not a couple of weeks they have less than a week but is is i guess friday night and then the ensuing day or two, is there going to be some kind of decision on Lance or Allen or they, because it's more expensive for them to cut Lance than to keep him. So is that just off the table entirely? And they'll just risk what you said where, okay, they cut Brandon Allen, he goes elsewhere and they bring in another practice squad guy. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, that's what, you know, all the evidence suggests because you're right. Cutting him would, would be bad for, for the cap and they're tight against the cap. Yes. Right. Um, so it, that doesn't seem like a, uh, uh, a reasonable outcome. Now, the only way it might happen is if, you know, uh, Trey Lance, you know, decides to throw the world's biggest hissy and make a big deal of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't seem like that's happening. Certainly, right. uh, today, uh, Thursday, it's not happening. Um, and it's not in Trey Lance's character. I don't think to do that. Um, you know, Trey Lance is very, uh, well-liked on the team. He's best friends with, with Brock Purdy. Uh, so uh, again, these are all things that make me think that eventually he's going to come around to thinking this is the best spot for me. And maybe, you know, you and I are talking on Thursday afternoon, it very well could have already come to that conclusion. Is this what, this is, this is the interesting thing for me because when I, when I look at this quarterback situation, 
what the Niners, what I thought the Niners were going to do and what I would personally do, I, I think was a little bit different. I, I personally would have rolled with Trey Lance. Is that what you would have done or, or would you have leaned Sam Darnold? If, if Kyle Shanahan said, Matt, you know what? You've been around. What should I do? Yeah. And I think uh, I, I would go with you. Uh, I would have, um, you know, kept uh, uh, Trey Lance as the number two and being the number two means that you get all of the scout team work. Right. And I thought that w- would have been really valuable um, for Trey Lance this year, knowing, knowing what Brock Purdy did on the scout team last year. I think that really kind of helped him um, not just sharpen him for the games that he played, but helped his standing in the locker room too. I mean, um, you know, Jimmy Ward, uh, Fred Warner, the two guys that really led the defense were talking up Brock Purdy um, they had real confidence in him because they went against Brock Purdy all the time in practice. And they, and they liked how he ran the scout team very aggressively, wasn't worried about interceptions, wasn't worried about, you know, being a perfect quarterback. Um, you know, he, he gave them a very good look for who they were playing. And I think uh, Trey Lance, if he, if he had that attitude, um, that would serve him well. And maybe, you know, even as the number three, Shanahan sees the value in that. Mm-hmm. And, and gives him those reps um, or gives him more reps than you would normally give the number three guy. But yeah. And, and I don't, I think that you and I are in the majority. I was struck by the crowd when um, Trey Lance uh, got into the game against the Broncos. I mean, mm. this is late in the third quarter, probably, you know, attention spans are, are dulled at that point. <laughs> right. And uh uh, Trey Lance comes off the bench and it's one of the loudest cheers um, all afternoon in there. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to to listen for that on uh, on Friday uh, when he comes in against the Chargers. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe it's it's sentimental that, you know, you know, is this young guy, they spent all this draft capital to get him, you know, big name, recognizable name. He was the hope and. Um, you know, we're sort of letting emotions um, you know, interfere with, you know, what our eyes should be telling us. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, that's how I would have played it for sure. I'm super fascinated to see what happens Friday if he comes out. It, well, A, if he shows up to play, I imagine he will. Yeah, that, that's that's one. <laughs> <laughs> but but then it gets super interesting if he doesn't. But I'm, I'm going to assume because like you said, there's been nothing that's happened that would say it's in his character to punt entirely on on this right so let's assume he shows up and when he does play i'm fascinated to see what happens if he does go out and okay there's this market improvement where he doesn't get out to a slow start and he plays really well for you know the five six series he's in the game whatever it is that's the that's where i think things could get even more intriguing than than they already are if he does show those signs of growth from playing where now it gets tougher to me anyway to justify making Darnold the backup yeah and um if Darnold ever has an opportunity to play mm-hmm. uh in the regular season if if Lance finishes up this preseason with a flurry mm-hmm. with a flourish um yeah that's gonna be you know in, in people's memories I mean uh Darnold is gonna have a lot of pressure on him if, if <laughs> yeah. he has to come in this this year. Yeah. He has to play really well right away because A, this is a good team that expects to go to the, the Super Bowl. And B, he's got Trey Lance behind him. And 
I think Lance is really popular with the fan base, despite not really ever having shown uh, very much. Yeah. He's still, yeah. it's still all about potential with him. Um, and that intrigues people more than anything. And that's, that's why the draft is so popular. All of a sudden you got these pieces and um, you, you let your imagination go with, oh, this guy could be great in this defense, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. People are still in that mode with Trey Lance because, heck, we haven't seen him really to this point. Yeah, I got four starts out of him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Chris, we're going to talk about our favorite brand, Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com. You can follow them on Instagram, at SGLambchops. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand founded in 2012. And they are now our favorite brand, the official brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Comfort, quality, style. Check, check, check. Those three boxes, if those are the things you're looking for in your clothing... Um, mm-hmm. can't recommend lamb chops enough. I'm wearing a pair of mesh shorts right now. They're yeah. extremely comfortable, What's extremely the stylish. Uh, these are the, these are the werewolves. Um, Where, I think they're just regular wolves. Well, they're wolves. I mean, they look like, do you believe those wolves transform into people? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're no, you're right. Maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that they don't. Yeah. You can't prove that they're not that. <laughs> We'll um, have to ask. We'll have to ask our guys. But this is regular wolves. Okay, fair enough. Um, extremely comfortable, high quality. I've I've worn them, warm to Disneyland. The zippered pockets on the shorts, the best, phenomenal. The best. The joggers, phenomenal. The, the hoodies, phenomenal. Great. It's all great stuff. Yeah, they got t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Any season, Lamb Chops has got something for you, whether you want the loud and flashy, whether you're more into the understated styles, Lamb Chops is going to have something for you. So go to sglambchops.com right now and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order to check out some of those styles when they are released. Follow them on Instagram at sglambchops. The brand emphasizes attention to detail and premium quality that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo and custom cut and fit for each piece. The brand's mission is to lead... The herd with original and high quality clothing. Check and check. They offer one of a kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Use promo code Candlestick twenty at lambchops.com today. Well, this is it's, it's so this is such a like bad team problem on a really good team. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's been it's been a been a strange conversation, but that that has kind of overshadowed 
really everything else going on. So I want to dig into a couple of non-quarterback things. If we can do that, if, no, no, please. if you'll allow, for sure. Uh, Nick Bosa is still not there. <laughs> oh, oh Bosa, and, 97? 97? Yeah, yeah. Na- yeah, 97. Uh-huh. Uh huh. B- decent little player. I, uh, I think Ohio, University of Ohio. High motor uh, guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, all guy. energy. Yeah. No, so so it, it, when when he didn't show up the first week, it was kind of like whatever. And even the first couple of weeks, it's like, okay, this is this is a big negotiation. They've got a lot of moving parts in the future. This is gonna take a while. But I kept circling this past Monday because that's the three weeks John Lynch talked about, right? That he needed three weeks to callous up his body and get in shape and all that. So I circled this Monday, like, all right, they're gonna have it done, they're gonna do whatever they need to do to and now it's Thursday and still no Nick Bosa. So is this a concern? Is this a, hey, this isn't going well? Or is this Nick Bosa going, I don't want to do any training camp. I will see you on September 3rd. You know, um, deadlines always are the things that move these mm-hmm. these types of discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, including me, uh, thought that the deadline was the start of training camp. But the real deadline we're starting to get to because, you know, both sides, Nick Bosa and the 49ers have concluded that this guy doesn't need training camp to get ready for the season. Um, So nobody was hitting the panic button on on either side. Usually, you know, you know, one side blinks and, you know, a, a, a phone gets picked up and a call is made that they're not there yet. Um, hmm. but I mean, you got to think that we're getting close. So we're at this blink period and the 49ers, boy, they're doing their best to be super calm. No, I thought, I thought this was, I thought this was going to go this, this, that, this that's, it, that's an insane thing all. that Kyle Shanahan said. No, yeah. I expected <laughs> all this. And I, and I had to, I had to kind of cut off another report. I'm like, you expected this <laughs> because it, it, we are deep. We're not deep into camp. We're done with camp. Yeah, Camp's right, over. It's, it's August 24th. <laughs> right, exactly. So I don't know what the real panic uh, time is. I mean, this is the guy who, as a rookie, hurt his ankle, I want to say on August 4, and mm-hmm. missed all of training camp and, mm-hmm. and missed the, you know, the, the, the few weeks after training camp into the season as well. He didn't practice until the Wednesday before they went to play Tampa Bay that year. Mm-hmm. And he was he still wasn't a hundred percent. I remember talking to him after that game and he was saying, Yeah, my ankle's still bothering me. I still can't push off it like I want to. And he had a sack and three quarterback hits in that game. And he was a rookie. Yeah. And he and he still had sort of that baby fat um uh Nick Bosa look. He wasn't the more chiseled Bosa that we're seeing today. Right. My point is that he he wasn't in as good a shape as he is in now. He doesn't have the experience he has now, and he still was damn good in week one. So that's why you know both sides again, and it's 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 Bosa and it's um and it's the 49ers. That's why both sides haven't gotten to that that you know hit the panic button mode yet because they know that it's not going to take a long runway for him to get ready for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it's a weird it's it's a weird negotiation too because with with I shouldn't say weird negotiation we're not in a room it's a weird situation because with with Debo Samuel there's a question of his value right okay he's a receiver but he's also this really good running back and what does that mean but with Nick Bosa it's like 
hey man, he's probably going to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. Like that's the that's the kind of benchmark. I can't imagine the Niners are sitting here trying to lowball him. Yeah. And it's there's not been any of that media sniping where there's a report from whoever about oh the Niners uh, did a lowball offer and talks have been cut off or anything. It's just kind of just rolling along and this is what this is just kind of what it is. I I'm the lack of public concern is is weird although John Lynch saying on KMBR Concerns a relative term. Like, oh no, <laughs> that's, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do, do you expect? I guess. Do you expect this to to get done before the season? Is that what you're anticipating at this point? Yes, only because I. I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be. I, I would imagine that it's Bosa who blinks. Bosa, not not Bosa's agent. Bosa wants to play. I mean, this right. guy loves to play football. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't imagine him missing you know, all the stories about that abdominal tear he suffered at Ohio State and, you know, was was living in Joey Bosa's uh, place out in, in Southern California. Um, you know, uh, he wants to be out there with with his guys. And to your point, I can't imagine the 49ers haven't made an offer whereby Nick Bosa is the highest paid non-quarterback. I mean, I just can't fathom yeah. that. Yeah. Um, just given th- their track record and, and his season last year and what they think of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so knowing those two things, I can't, I can't imagine Bosa is holding out for some insane, like Michael Crabtree uh, rationale <laughs> type of thing, sure. you know, where, sure. you know, I, I should be paid like a quarterback, that type of thing. Um, he just seems too uh, pragmatic for that. So again, I, I do think he'll be back be, by um, you know the Pittsburgh game. But I thought that he would be back in in early August too. So um, I thought that this negotiation would be a lot like his brother's, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, it wasn't a cinch. But there certainly wasn't this prolonged holdout like we're seeing now. Staying on the defensive side, the nickel corner situation has become kind of a, a yeah. point of intrigue because I, I I was under the impression that Isaiah Oliver was going to be the starting nickel, but then he plays against the Raiders and he wasn't particularly good. And Shanahan's like, well, he's not a guaranteed starter. And now they're mixing things up. So I was leaning toward, we're going to start with Isaiah Oliver specifically. I was leaning toward like, man, maybe they're going to let this guy go to your contract. And they give him 3 million guaranteed or 2.9 or whatever it was guaranteed. But I don't know if they have room for him. If, if they don't, if he's not going to start, but then Steve Wilkes talks this week and just made it really sound like, no, they have a plan for Isaiah Oliver and he is going to be around and he's going to be their big nickel. And he has a role and he's on the team. Is is that the sense you get, or do you get the idea that he's kind of on the bubble going into this last week? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I would circle that as your as the biggest uh, weak spot on this team right now, because he's obviously not good enough to be the every down nickel, uh, or at least the 49ers are questioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be the latter, just based on what um, and Wilkes has said this a couple of times that. Um, you know, he's trying to spin it that we have all sorts of options and we we can go with this big nickel, little nickel sure. type of thing. 
uh, where uh, um, Oliver is the guy covering the the bigger bodied guys, you know, big mm-hmm. receivers, tight ends in, mm-hmm. in the nickel. And now I think that would be fine. The the issue comes when, you know, there's a little nickel in there. There's uh, a Cooper Cup or uh, Tyler Lockett um, mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, Cardinals receiver, you know, number three is they're all five eight and below they're all five eight and they run a 40 (laughs) and 4.22 seconds so um that would be diamador lenore at this point um and that's that to me is 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 problematic because okay you do that and then okay now you're relying on ambry thomas or somebody on the Mm -hmm. outside unproven and lenore hasn't played a lot of nickel Mm -hmm. nickel to me is you know part you know, tough guy part, you know, sticky coverage and and a big part experience. Mm-hmm. The guys that I've covered who've been good nickels are Carlos Rogers, um, K1 Williams, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy Ward last year. And these were all guys that played a lot of football, not, not necessarily nickel, but knew the secondary and knew where everybody else was. That's, that's the key to playing nickel. You have to have real awareness where everyone else is on the field. And, uh, I just don't think that Diamador Lenore, 23 years old, has played enough football to to know that. I mean, I think he's got the skill set to do it. Sure. But, uh, I just think he needs to play more before you 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 match him up against Cooper Cup uh, all day long. And and the 49ers did that last year, and and Cup was targeted 19 times in that game, and um, I think he had 122 yards. The 49ers won that game, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, that that was a a big number even for Cooper Cup. How do you think that that winds up playing out? Because I I I was under the impression that they were fine with Lenore at the nickel and they'll or in the slot and they'll bring in Embry Thomas. But how do you think all of this shakes out? Is Deshaun Jameson just kind of the the odd man out? Is is it Samuel Womack? What 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 do you think happens at 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 corner if you're looking into your crystal ball? Well, I think that they'll go into the season with Isaiah Oliver as the nickel, and then they'll hmm. see how it goes. And if it doesn't go well, then they'll move Diamador Lenore to nickel. Um, hmm. The question at cornerback overall is, do you keep six cornerbacks or do you keep five cornerbacks? Because if you keep right. six, probably that sixth guy is Deshaun Jameson. But then, obviously, you can't keep nine offensive linemen. You can't right. keep ten defense. You know, there, there's, there's reasons why – um you would keep five um and i actually do think you know david lombardi and i have to do our 53 man prediction mm-hmm. and um, this will be one of the ones that um you know we have to really discuss and yeah. probably get wrong but i <laughs> i think they'll keep five and try to get jameson onto the practice squad and jameson's been really good yeah um really good i mean uh every practice you know he has one really sweet play Hmm. Uh, they're usually pass breakups he's played a little bit of nickel um certainly not enough to you know make you confident that he could do it full time right but i i wonder whether that's his position moving forward um you know because he reminds me a lot of k1 williams um just size wise and just the way he's kind of sticky uh in coverage the other the other big as i as i try and piece together what i what i think the team's going to look like the other one is wide receiver. And then you have the Ray Ray McLeod injury to throw into this. You have the Danny Gray injury to throw into this. And then you have Ronnie Bell, who has looked like 
he's locking up a roster spot just with with how he's played in the preseason. Is this going to be one of those scenarios where they they keep all those guys and then move one to IR and try and re-sign a guy that they cut, or are they going to just or are they going to have to not put? My question, my question is, I tried to do too many things at once there. Do you think one of McLeod or Gray starts the season on an injured list, or do you expect that they'll be back in time to to contribute early? Well, I, they can't. They can if they start the season on an injured list. They have to make the roster initially, and then they right. immediately right. go on the injured list. The issue with that is that the Forty ers ran out of those those return to play designations right. last year. So they have to be stingy with them. So it, it would be hard to see them using two right off the bat. Um, I don't know the answer to your question because I don't know specifically what they're thinking. The mm. uh, prognosis is for both sure. of those guys. My, my guess is that they don't do that for either guy that okay. six, six receivers make the roster. Those, those two plus Ronnie bell. And so that allows you to have Bell as your your, your punt returner and your backup um, wide receiver against mm-hmm. the Steelers. And maybe you elevate Chris Conley or Willie Sneed mm-hmm. back to squatters uh, for that game. So you have enough wide receivers and you do that. You do that same thing for two weeks. And then one of those guys sure. comes back at that point. That's how I think they'll do it. Um, that's another one. I I just I just don't know for sure. But I don't think they can take the risk of trying to get Ronnie Bell through waivers. Uh, maybe they maybe that would happen, and he gets to the practice squad. But boy, you know um, that's risky. A he's been terrific as a wide receiver, and, and B he might be your only return man mm-hmm. um, for for week one. Now Snead does it. I think Sneed makes the practice squad. He's sort of like Mr. Reliable. So in a pinch, you could always elevate him to the active roster and he could serve as your punt returner while McLeod is out. Um, you know, these, these are the exact conversations that uh, that these guys are going to be having over the next few days. This is the question I was trying to tie into my first one unsuccessfully. So I'm your, just your really long over. rambling question that you, you yeah. try to ask. Okay. That's that one. the one. Yep. I tried to yeah. do two in one. Didn't work. That's why we ask one question at a time. So <laughs> Interviewing 101. Come on. Yeah. Ronnie Bell. If, if he is on, on the active roster week one, is what we're seeing in the preseason just a product of preseason to you? Or do you think there's a chance that, hey, you know what? He could not only be on the team, but if he is, he could have a role right away. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to have a role, a wide receiver role on the 49ers because Brandon Ayuk never comes off the field. Yeah. And Debo Samuel has like made that his mission in life this year. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to come off the field even less than Brandon Ayuk does. I'm going to get in <laughs> supersonic shape and uh, have incredible endurance so um you know it would take an injury but um you know i I don't think that bell's uh tackle breaking is just related to the preseason i mean Mm -hmm. he he is going up against second and third stringers so it probably helps but that's that's what he did at at michigan too so he's got a track record of doing that and uh you know ray ray mcleod um you know is is a good um, run after the catch guy too. Mm-hmm. He's even lighter than than Bell is. I mean, McLeod might be 175 pounds. 
Um, but it's just the attitude with which they run. And that's what Kyle Shanahan's looking for. Right. All right. Last thing. I, I don't want to spoil your, your 53 man roster projection that'll be coming out on the athletic, but is there a player that like no one's really talking about that you think has a real shot to make the team? Um, no, I mean, uh, on a loaded roster, like the 49ers, um, it's, it's very hard for that, that type of player yeah. to make it. I mean, I think that, um, you know, their last three picks, I mean, the, the seventh round is the new fifth round, for the 49ers, <laughs> sure. all, all seventh rounders, I think have a, have a nice shot at making it. I, I think they, they really like Jalen Graham. Um, he's just sort of, uh, assured them mentally that he can mm-hmm. play all three spots already that's yeah. that's rare for yeah. a player uh aziz alshire did that in 2017 and then he became the the third quarterback for the last four four seasons or 2019 sorry um so you know jalen graham is this year's uh aziz i think so mm-hmm. i think that he makes it i think ronnie bell makes it i'm not as sure about uh, Braden Willis. That's another one. You should see this list that David and I have right now. It's basically, it basically goes like Trent Williams, uh, Spencer Burford, and then a bunch of question marks at at every position. <laughs> so we've got a 53 man roster full of question marks at this, yeah. at this stage of it. Um, uh, three or four tight ends is is the question. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't know. I don't think that they're going to cut Latu, and I realize that he's been a slow starter, but um. You know, I, they you know they believe in him for the future. He he might be one of the inactives in uh, in Pittsburgh, yeah. but I think that he's got all the raw materials that they thought he did. Yeah. Um, Charlie Warner is good on special teams. Ross Dwelly is just a really reliable wide receiver, um, and then um, Willis has been a good move tight end. So um, I don't know how that's going to go. I would I would tend to think that it's going to be. Kittle, Latu, and Warner for sure. And then that fourth spot might go to Willis if there is a fourth spot. We have referenced on this podcast maybe a dozen times your your piece you do with Scott McLuhan where he goes through and, and talks about the players that the Niners drafted he evaluated. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? The guy that was responsible for for Patrick Willis and 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 Navarro Bowman and, and helping build that defense, when he talks that highly about a player, I'm just kind of in. Like sure, let's see. And then he was uh Graham has obviously been as good as yeah, he is no, he really loves so. him. Yeah. And and one other thing that McLuhan's uh reviews struck my mind the other day. He wasn't a fan of taking uh Trey Lance where the 49ers did. Hmm. McLuhan's point was way too many unknowns to take him that highly. And he's right. Yeah. I mean, uh that's 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 where we are right now. The in hindsight um there there were too many unknowns coming out of a small school with very little um uh experience uh mm-hmm. throwing the ball i mean that's that's why you know the injuries are a huge part brock purdy is a huge part of the equation but th- that also i think is a huge part um yeah he was uh there, there were too many unknowns to take a guy where the 49ers did yeah and they're trying to eliminate unknowns at quarterback starting with jimmy garoppolo's health which is I think kind of why this all landed uh, where it did. Uh, let's get you out of here. You've been super generous with your time. I appreciate it a ton. Um, Matt Barrows, the athletic. I'll uh, I'll see you out at some games this year. I plan on I plan on making it out. So, lucky you. 
Yeah, lucky me. And where's uh, where's Biederman? I'm I usually he's on assignment. I'm used to seeing you next to your twin out there. Yeah, no, he's on assignment right now. I I, I believe he is on the Big Island of of Hawaii, enjoying enjoying some sun before the before the regular season starts. So, enjoying some sun like it's not super hot out here. Enjoying the beach. Is what yeah, I'm do you guys for. have a lack of sun in yeah. the Sacramento area? <laughs> no, no, it's actually worse than it is than it is out in the bay. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I used to live out there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it's it, it was. I was complaining the other day. I was like, it's 98. And he goes, it's 107. Man. All right. You got me. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Matt, thank you so much, man. I All right, can't Kyle. wait for the uh, season to start. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye.